she looks at you, makes eye contact, and then reaches into her dress and disappears. And a split second later, you hear the shattering of glass, a white flash, and you're back at the stairwell. Um, well, am I like, um, is Genevieve on my arm again? Yep, Basically. she's right there again. Um, and, and says, oh, I, where were you? You were supposed to be putting your coat away. Never mind that. Come on. The the music's just about to start. Man, that last loop was probably an equal mix of me doing things that were very important information and then just like <laughs> lackadaisically picking a <laughs> random thing to sort of look into. That's okay. Well, while she tries to pull me towards there, I'm going to say, um, uh, Genevieve, do you have your watch? Oh, my watch? Uh, yeah. Why? Uh, what time is it? It is exactly 7.04. Are you sure it's not a bit, a bit off? No, I, ch- I checked it. She kind of looks at you. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just have a suspicion that at some point, your clock might be off. <laughs> How ridiculous of you. Come on, sit down. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll be with you in a moment. I'm going to not sit down. All right. I'm going to... Uh, Julian, is he around? Uh, Julian is not around yet. You don't see him in the main room. Okay. Can I go to the spot where the body will fall under the skylight? Yes, you can. So, you go down the stairs into the atrium, and you see the giant bloomin' T-Rex skeleton in the <laughs> center of the room. Uh, in front of it is a blue cart. Um, there's a wall of glass doors behind it. Uh, to the left, as you're going down the stairs, there's a front desk area, kind of like a informational desk, and to the right, there's a cloak room. Mm-hmm. Uh... Anything significant about the dinosaur? It's a pretty impressive T-Rex. Cool. It's right below the skylight. It's right below the skylight, but one of the skylights. Multiple skylights? The so it's giant it's a giant skylight with multiple panels on it. Oh, okay. I understand. Um this cart, I remember it being knocked over with fake rocks. Mm-hmm. Um does it just look I mean like it doesn't feel very customary to leave about props during uh, a fancy gala. It does not. You play with the rocks. They're like, yeah, plastic, hard rocks. Like, they'd hurt if you... Oh, they would hurt. Oh, I thought yeah. they were like styrofoam. I thought they were like... Oh, no, the, these are like... How do I describe? They're like concrete rocks? <laughs> yeah, like, they're fake rocks. They have heft to them. Yeah, you would have trouble like lifting these up they're they're pretty hefty so they would hurt and they're all dark colored could uh is it possible that something is hidden in this cart it doesn't look like it you sift around for a little bit it looks like it's pretty much rocks all the way down okay turtles all the way down got it all right um and uh i'll go over to the front desk 
Okay. There's no one manning the front desk at the moment. Uh, it seems closed down for this event. Okay. Any pamphlets, though? Any take one? There are pamphlets uh, about each exhibit, if you'd care to peruse them. Um, yeah, I probably should have specific questions rather than just having you read off facts. <laughs> The Sahara um, desert, desert, desert was first explored by. <laughs> so in the dead jungle, you said two unnamed explorers mm-hmm. found that uh, sanguine serpent. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, do I get any more information? Uh, is, is it the same expedition crew that found the... So you look at that and you look specifically about the sanguine serpent in the dead jungle pamph- page of the pamphlet. And you find that they actually mention the last name of the uh, explorers, and you recognize the last name, Oliviera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, just kind of looking through, just flipping through the rest of it, uh, other exhibits, does his name pop up frequently? Nope. And it wasn't just one name. It was two explorers, blank, Oliviera, blank, Oliviera. Oh, uh, was one of them Julian? Neither of Olivier? them was Julian. Oh, neither of them were. Okay. When you say unnamed, do you mean that on the plaque at the jungle it said two unnamed explorers, or it just said two explorers? Just said two explorers. Okay. So they, they were credited, at least in this pamphlet. Yep. Okay. Okay, interesting. Uh, anything else at the desk worth looking at? Nope. Okay, then I'm going to go to the cloakroom, because I think Genevieve wanted me to grab my cloak okay so you walk into the cloak room and there's a main desk uh behind it there's cubbies lining the walls with various purses coats and such on a desk is a sign that says the attendant will be back in 15 minutes in the corner there's a blue laundry cart uh sitting there inconspicuously oh if it's inconspicuous then (laughs) i'll go over to it and Uh, give it a look all right you take a peek uh it's full of foam cubes oh okay Oh, okay. Okay, because when Etienne is going to fall through that skylight, he's going to land smack dab on that blue cart, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Is he a, is he a spectacle kind of guy? Does he... Now, he took off his shoes, <laughs> as one might if they are la- landing on... It's not a smart idea, but how, how big is this cart? Uh, big enough that if you tilted right, you could you could fit inside. How stupid is it to jump out of a skylight into a cart this size? Mm. With your modern knowledge, you would guess that it would be more like jumping into the the with the one with the foam it would be jumping into like a foam pit at a trampoline park. So it's r- really not that much of a stretch. No, it probably would be possible if you knew what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, curious. So maybe Monsieur uh, Cousteau went alone upstairs with the intent to land in this. Either that or... Oh, what time is it? I look at the watch. You look at your watch. It's 7.30. 7.30. Okay. Um... In that case, I'm, I have a second. I'm going to look uh, for my coat. Do I have a coat in here? Um, are you stepping behind the desk or are you just trying to scan the cubbies? Oh, boy. Uh, 
whose post was this? Was this Gavarel's post? Did I see him over here at any point? You never saw. You didn't. You haven't seen anyone going in or out of the okay. cloakroom. It said they'll be back in fifteen minutes. So yes, I hop over the desk. You I, hop I, over um, the desk and you land on something. You fall on the ground. There's a body back here. There's a body back here. Yep. What? <laughs> I, I like just jump over and my I step on him. Yep. Ah. Nathan, we talked about this. You can't just go around having dead people. I think you found most of the dead people now, if not all. You said most. <laughs> Nathan. Okay. But surprise, this guy's not dead. In fact, oh. uh, as you look closer, you can see he's breathing. Um, there is a handkerchief still on his mouth. Oh my gosh. Um, do I recognize this person? Uh, no, but it looks like they're wearing a uniform of sorts. Your best guess is that this is the attendant. The attendant. First name V, last name attendant? Yes. Well, I'm going to carefully pull off the... the. Is it, it just a handkerchief? Yeah. D- not embroidered or anything? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Oh, man. Well, I'm going to try to knock that off his, his face without touching too much of it. Okay. Um, You're definitely getting... getting a scent of something. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing this was used to to knock him out. Some some not great mixture of chemicals. <laughs> so I I am trying to knock it off okay. their nose. You succeed. And okay, I'm I'm gonna see is this person anywhere near waking up if I It does not look like it to the best of your abilities. You do not have uh salts on you or whatnot. <laughs> Smelling salts. <laughs> And you're not sure what exactly chemical was used um, to put them out either. So, uh-huh. uh huh. I mean, I'm gonna sit them up next to the desk. Okay. And go ahead. Yeah, you do that. I'm I'm afraid to, uh, I'm about to enter a cutscene. I've, <laughs> I've got to do stuff quick. Um, I, I'm gonna look for my coat, uh, the coat of Elliot okay. uh, Turton. You're able to find it just fine. Anything in the pockets? You search the pockets, and no, nothing, nothing strange. Okay, how about uh, the the various things of Nelly? Nelly Cousteau. How much time do you want to spend searching? Oh man, how how about a quick glance? Is is there anything that's just like, oh, I know whose stuff this mm. is? Not that you can see. It's all just seems to be. Uh, assorted purses, bags, and coats. Um, unless you asked people what their bags looked like, I don't know that you could figure out whose was whose, or you could just open random stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, um, I'm going to just reach into one random purse. Okay, uh, give me a second. A n- number generator? Yeah. Should I tell you a number? Yeah. And you tell me? Yes. Okay, yeah, tell me a number. Three. Okay. They're just your normal purse stuff. There's some jewelry in there. There's a glasses case, um, some car keys. That's all? Mm-hmm. Seems pretty mundane. Okay. Um, I'm running out of time. What what time is it? It is 7.50. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to grab the blue cart. Okay. And I'm going <laughs> to rush over to where that other cart is. <gasps> all right. What do you... What do you- I'm- I am pushing that uh, big rock cart out of the way, and I'm replacing it with the foam cart. Okay. You replace it with a foam cart. Um, ex- 
as close to exactly as you can, and you're just waiting until... No, uh, I'm going to take the rock cart, push it far away, and then I'm going to... Um, yeah, I'm going to kind of crouch over by the front desk and watch. Okay. So, as the seconds tick by, eventually 8 o'clock hits, and you see a figure fall from the skylight and into the foam cart. And almost immediately, you hear screams, people rushing down the stairs. It seems there's chaos. It's pandemonium. Um, People (laughs) gather around the body. Um, They lift him out of the car, onto the ground. Um, And you see all the quote-unquote suspects, the characters that you have met and talked with, gathering around them as well. Okay. Mm, All of them. All of them. Everyone is here. Yes. For the first few moments, yes. At this moment, at 8.02, everyone is there. (laughs) At 8.02. I love the preciseness here. All right. Well, my question is, during that, uh, the observation period Mm -hmm. before this moment, was the, was the jump done at a time where people would be looking in this room or anything like that? Looking in this room. Hmm. I mean, like, is it possible this jump was for a spectacle or like no one knew something was happening until a body fell? Um, it looks the scream was immediately as he felt so it looks like someone was watching let's say that people were looking it was it was not a secluded jump okay okay so you're saying there were some people in this atrium Mm -hmm. on the stairs coming down or okay sure okay um and then yeah i'm gonna rush over to the body is he still dead he is blood covered on the front again no shoes uh Ruffled clothes. His head doesn't seem as bashed in. So that is a plus. How? But he's dead? How close are you getting to the body? I'm gonna... Uh, there, so currently, Gavril is standing right there looking at the body. In a couple seconds, he jumps up, leaves. You see Margaret, the explorer from before, by the body. Um, she is uh, on the phone. She's calling someone 911 most likely it does sound like she's calling for an ambulance of sorts yeah i'm gonna holler at gavarel say yes his shoes are on the roof he stops and turns around and uh starts running towards you okay what what are other people doing during this moment uh there's a lot of pandemonium screaming going around um you see nelly kind of in tears a little bit um, she walks up back up the stairs to the main room. Julian is clearly shaken. Um, he's uh, looking at you and and the body in shock, like kind of like, what's going on? So, ah uh, man, yeah, I'm I'm gonna look at the body. Okay, getting close. You getting close? You see, he's still breathing. Oh my gosh, I solved a murder mystery by preventing a murder. <laughs> <laughs> So this blood you're talking about, mm-hmm. is this from the from the fall, or does this look like there was some wound sustained before the fall? There is blood on his chest. Um, mm. You watched him fall. It looked like he fell feet slash back first, kind of at a slant. Okay. So it does not look like that would be possible um, beforehand. How uh. are you examining the wound? 
I'm gonna open up the the clothing, the shirt, see if it's a, a stab wound. Okay, so you tear open the shirt. Margaret grabs your hand. Gavril grabs your other arm, um, and they're gonna try to pull you away, but not before you see that there seems his chest seems to be intact. Hmm. <sighs> Was the blood like from a squib? Did I see anything like that as I pulled it? A squib. Do you know what that is? Uh, I know the Harry Potter term. <laughs> that's the that's the movie name for a f- fake blood. blood squirter. Ah. Well, you didn't quite see anything like that, but you're. Did I see any tube or something somewhere in the shirt? You see packets that you pulled oh, out. Oh, that's earlier. right. I saw that these blood on the inside. That's that's a that's a squib. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are squibs. Okay. Yep. It looks. Did he like... want to? F- Didn't he? But if he wanted to, like, fake his, mm, they're pulling me away. Mm-hmm. They don't know who you are. Uh, uh, oh man. Okay. I'm. I'm gonna say. Wait. Wait. I can save him. <laughs> <laughs> We've already got an ambulance on the way. He needs first aid. Are you? Blooming doctor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Gavril lets you go. Margaret does not. I'm going to turn to Margaret and say, "What? Wh- why are you keeping me from him? He needs You ain't no attention. doctor. You're a professor of archaeology. Now get out. Get, a, get get away from the body. But how did this happen? He's, he's bleeding, but it's not his blood. I need to investigate. I don't know who you are. We already called the ambulance. You said you just said you know that I'm a professor of archaeology. Yeah, not you know not, not a medical doctor. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. I'm gonna turn to to Margaret, I guess, and just be like, uh, "What's happening? Do you know anything about this?" Ah, uh, look, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Nathan's face is going through many expressions. <laughs> All I know is we gotta bleed a man on the floor and we gotta get into the hospital as quick as possible. That's what I'm saying. I already called someone. They're on their way. They sh- should be here shortly. I suggest you f- return to the exhibits. Please, sir. <sighs> okay. But what if he's what if he's just pretending to be dead? He's breathing. <sighs> <sighs> okay. Um I am going to Go up to the exhibits and hoof it to the Viking exhibit. All uh, right. Yeah. You go to the Viking exhibit. Okay. Um, as you walk in there, you can see Nelly leaning against the Viking ship, lit cigar in hand, and she's playing with a can of something. Uh, a can of uh, flammable substance. Yes, sir. All right. Um, I'm just gonna run over to her and try to just nab the cigar out of her hand. She resists for the first little bit, um, but then relents it to you, throws the can on the ground, and mutters uh, something as she kind of tries to stalk away. Okay, um, I'm I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, just leave that be. Um, and then I'm gonna run back out to the main room. Uh, have the lights turned off yet? Not yet. You look at your clock, it's 825. It's 825. At this moment, um, yeah. um, you can hear someone running down the stairs from up, um, from the upper exhibits. Uh, you don't see them yet. Yeah, who's running down? I'll, I'll stay and okay. watch. You stay and watch, and 
Gavril. Gavril. Yep. Mm. He appears and he runs down the stairs. Uh, as he get reaches the main area, he just passes clutches the table, his heart. clutches his chest, and collapses. And collapses. How old is Gavril? He seems decently young. He could be 30, 40. Okay. It's kind of hard to tell because he's shaved his head. So Okay. Man, what... What do I do in these moments? And at this uh, moment, the lights go out. Yes. <laughs> All right. Lights go out. I don't think I've seen anywhere that would allow a person to... Uh, hmm. I'm, I'm going to run back to, to the body. Okay. So you, to Etienne's. You go back downstairs to the main atrium. You kind of search around on your hands and knees because it's kind of dark for the body. And you can't find anything. You can find, you can feel splashes of like blood or whatnot, but you can't feel any body. Uh, it's huh. odd because you didn't hear any sirens either. Sirens for like an ambulance. You didn't hear any ambulance wails or anything coming mm, into mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. museum. It does seem like Margaret is complicit in whatever, to some extent, with whatever just happened. Oh man. Well, I was hoping to snap those keys so I could. Hoof it over to the to the uh, some of these locked doors, like the door in the uh, jungle, but it's gone. Um, oh, but Gavrel has keys on his person. Gavrel does have keys on his person. If you want to loot his body, I think I will. All right, so he has a set of keys and a key card. I take both. Okay, cool. You know, key card goes to the roof access. You saw him with that um, keys would probably unlock some doors. Power. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Surprise. Whoa. So I I now know that the body goes missing. Um, I assume it would have either way, even if I hadn't put down the padded stuff there. Um, I also know that at some point the Sumerian sundial is taken and is probably yes. already gone. I'm going to take his keys. Uh, I'm going to go into the, the jungle exhibit, okay. but I am going to uh, look around. The, uh, the, the, the Sorry, go ahead. How are you looking around? Are you just feeling around? <laughs> That's fair. Um, um, oh, did, uh, did Gavril have a flashlight on him? Uh, yes, you can take a flashlight from him. Oh, heck yeah. Okay, well, I think the first thing I'm going to do is... Uh, before, uh, mm, yeah, I'm gonna go into the dead jungle, and I'm going to first go to the sanguine serpent. All right, so you run across the bridge, you run up the stairs, and you see sitting on the stairs is Julian. He's sitting on the stairs mm-hmm. to, to to the to the temple to the temple. Mm-hmm. His head's, head's in his hands, but as you shine the flashlight at him, he kind of looks up and squints. Ah, who's that? Julian, it's me. Oh. Oh, Professor. Oh, Professor, how did... How did... How did this happen? I don't know. What? What has happened? I know what you're talking about, (laughs) but repeat back to me. The serpent, it's gone. Dun, dun, dun. I had a feeling... (laughs) Uh, I shined the light up to the display case. Is it indeed empty? It is. It is shattered and empty. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to sit next to Julian, and I'll be like, your your parents discovered it, didn't they? 
You know they did. They were really proud of that expedition. It was the last one before they passed. I didn't even get their names on the plaque. Bloody cheapskate. You mean the, the dead cheapskate? Dead whatever. Doesn't mean he wasn't Jack. Julian, what? Should you have gotten credit for the, the Sumerian sundial? Oh, that now. I was just there for medical reasons. Uh, I studied tropical diseases, so they always want someone oh, right. there in case someone gets a weird rash or gets stung by something. Um, <laughs> some wild plants in the Amazon, let me tell you. Things that will knock you out, make you sick, make you dizzy, all manner of things. If you don't treat them right, they can be fatal. Hmm. Would you would you say that like are there liquid substances that can knock people out? Oh yeah. If you get like nectar of a plant or something, trees specific tree sap, you squeeze the oils out of a leaf. Yeah, plenty of things you could do that. Mm-hmm. And have you ever have you ever implemented such resources? Now, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, there's any, any suspicious, like, I'm trying to read his face. Yeah, with he the seems flashlight. very suspicious at the mention of that. He seems, gets very nervous and jumpy. Nervous and jumpy. I'm like, I, I kind of get close to him and say, did you knock out the attendant? What? The attendant? What, <laughs> what are you talking about? What attendant? He seems very sincere in this. Okay. He does not know what you're talking about. He thought he knew what you're talking about, and then... Surprise wasn't what he thought you were talking okay. about. I'm I'm gonna say attendant? I didn't say attendant, I said Etienne. Oh, et- Etienne. The man jumped from the roof. I don't know what to tell you about that. Hmm. Okay. Well s- stay right here. I I I think in this moment I wanna because I have the keys, run over to the door that's locked in here. In the cave? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you run over to the cave. Is this a moment when the murderer is like in there scheming as I speak? <laughs> you unlock it with one. You it takes a minute to fiddle fiddle with the keys. You find the right key, open the door, and you see a woman bound and gagged on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> she is very much alive though, because you can as you open the door, you can hear her muffled cries. At at this moment, you look at your watch and you notice that it is eight fifty nine. Uh oh. I'm gonna tear off the gag extremely quickly and be like, "Who did this to you?" <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see. As she says, "I didn't see." You hear the shattering of glass, a big flash, a he- moment of heat and pain, and then you're back at the stairwell. A message from the curator. The workings of a saboteur. A woman tied behind the door. The detective has forgotten her. But you've heard her name before. Did I recognize that woman? 
Something in your professor brain was going off. It seemed to be someone you would know as the professor. Oh my gosh. I kind of want to see is like, is there a true loop where I could like save everyone? Like in this one, the ship didn't burn, right? The ship did not burn. Let me see that cigar. Every loop, I'm going to just snatch it from her. (laughs) You shouldn't be smoking in here. Grabs violent, I I mean, aggressively. (laughs) 